What is up, Houdat Nation? We are back with another edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook and, of course, a part of the Boo Crew Media Podcast Network. Saints fall to 2-4, and four, heartbreaking loss to the Cincinnati Bengals in a game that they really led for the majority of it, if not all of it. And in the fashion that they lose it, it's devastating. We'll talk about all that. There are a lot of people to blame here. You might be surprised who I'm going to blame, and I, I'm not trying to be that type of guy, but there are people at fault for that. Where do they go from here? Because... At two and four, it's still a really crappy division. And, man, what to do with this defense. That's right, the defense. That's what I'm a little bit scared about. All that coming up right here on the Straight Up Saints podcast. You're listening to the Straight Up Saints podcast. I can't believe that this Saints game, dominating time of possession – Running the ball at will, which we all know at this point, that's the Saints' identity offensively. They're a running team. And yet, that all doesn't matter. Because as you're watching the game unfold, I was in the Dome today just watching it, and even though they're winning, you know that they're bound to have a mess up at some point. And it happens. And it's really frustrating because you don't really want to be vindicated in that regard. I know people like to be right and say that I told you so or whatever. I don't really want to be that type of person. I'll say I told you so about Rashid Shaheed having a big play because that's the type of I told you so I want to have. And I thought Rashid Shaheed really great on the end around. We don't see him the rest of the game. I thought Taysom Hill had some big moments. We don't see him the rest of the game. So this does fall on coaching, but more importantly, it falls on the offensive coaching. The defense has faults, and we're going to get to them because I think this defense, there are some legit concerns about this, this unit this year. But this offense was running the football at will. And then we barely see Taysom Hill in the second half. All the trick plays that are working in the first half don't take them out. They were content with running it up the middle. And it was working for the majority of the game. But it was working in the sense where a field goal here, a field goal there. And when you're getting three points and the Bengals are starting to get into a rhythm where they're getting seven, you know the math. I don't have to explain it. You guys all know. You'd rather have seven than have three. And this comes to the point where the last two weeks, the Saints offense has played pretty well. The defense hasn't stepped up. Earlier this season, the defense played well. The offense didn't step up. That's a big issue. But more importantly, this team played not to lose today. And in doing so, they did lose. And I always say, when you play prevent defense, when you play a prevent style offense, the only thing you're preventing yourself from doing is actually winning the football game. Because everything that worked in the first half and the time of possession stuff that worked in the second half didn't happen late. And don't get me wrong, I'm sure people complain about the refs here and there, and, and there were some crazy things, and the throw at the end of the game at Callaway, the Dome was just up in arms about that not being flagged. It should have never came down to that point, though. The Saints should have won this game, and bad teams find, way to lo- find ways to lose games just like good teams find ways to win games. And I watched this one, and this has nothing to be spiteful, nothing to throw shade at the others. I don't think the Cincinnati Bengals are a good team. I watched them today. I've been watching them this whole season. This was a winnable game. And the worst part about all of it was no Olave, no Michael Thomas, no Marshall Lattimore, no Jarvis Landry, and they still should have won the game. If you're in this position where you're not up and you're watching and your offense can't move the ball, we could say, man, personnel problems, health problems, whatever. Saints should have won today. The Saints should be 3-3 three and three, heading into a big-time matchup against the Cardinals on Thursday night with them tied for first place in division. Instead, you are 2-4, and four, Staring down the harsh reality that if you fall to two and five on Thursday night, we're probably kissing the season goodbye. And that probably it's almost a certainty. So I watched this game and there are three people that I'm like, man, what the fuck was that? The first one was Pete Carmichael getting lazy late in the game. Super conservative. Didn't want to risk it. And I'm not the type of guy that goes all full Bruce Arians. No risk it. No biscuit. But man, when you play that scared, it's going to show. And you saw that second one, this defense, man specifically the missed tackles. I mean, missing Joe Burrow in the backfield for a big one. He had that rushing touchdown that shouldn't have happened. He had a crazy conversion that shouldn't have happened where he literally scrambled 20 yards back. Pete Warner missed him. Tyron Matthew on the defense missing tackles. And I said it, and I don't care. I know how special Tyron Matthew is to Louisiana, and I'm not trying to take anything away from that. But, man, he is just here for the sake of saying the Honey Badgers in New Orleans, and he's doing his thing. Because other than that, he's not making impact plays at a consistent level. He doesn't even look engaged in the game. I'm watching the sideline. There are two guys on this Saints defense that are constantly up and running and keeping that energy. Demario Davis and Cam Jordan. Why are you two oldest players on the defensive uh, unit doing that? 
that shouldn't be the case. And third one, you're probably going to be like, man, that's a little bit of a surprise. But Blake Gilligan, what the fuck was that punt late in the game? He was booming them throughout warmups. I'm watching him. He looked excellent throughout warmups. And then you needed a big-time punt, and he just shanked it. And there's no excuse for that. Now, Blake Gilligan's not the one who missed a tackle on Jamar Chase, so I can't blame him fully there. But it'd be nice to pin the defense back, the, the offense back a little bit. So don't love what I'm seeing out of the Honey Badger. Didn't love that shank. Hate what I'm seeing in terms of the offense is finally scoring at a consistent rate, and they found their identity. But they got scared late in games. And you saw Cincinnati load the box. And I think that the Saints were like, oh, man, we can't use Taysom now. And I say bullshit to that. He did rip off a big one. He did have a couple of short passes here and there to keep the defense a little bit honest. I still think they should have used him more. And I don't get why they did. And I walk away from this game, and I, I haven't been this frustrated in a while because there's no reason why the Saints should have lost this game. The only explanation to say why the Saints should have lost this game is because it's in their DNA to lose these type of games. Other than that, there's no humanly possible explanation for why that happened. So that is my long-winded rant to open up who's at fault. As for other topics, what should happen at quarterback? If you watch this game and you were like, man, the quarterback position screwing them over, I don't see it. Uh, the Saints, the way they're operating right now, it's so run-heavy. It's so time control type of thing where game manager is the way to go, but it's also hard to do the game managing thing when Chris Olave, Michael Thomas, and Jarvis Landry aren't on the field. So I thought Andy Dalton was fine. I think if, if Jameis is still hurt, I think Andy Dalton should be riding this ship for at least a foreseeable future at this point. So I, I think for me, that wasn't a problem. I, I didn't watch this game and say, man, they need the quarterback change. They need Jameis to come in, whatever. And I, I've been someone who, you know, I want to see Jameis do well. But they didn't lose that game because of that regard. They lost this game because they got super conservative and the defense is starting to show its age. And that really concerns me because this is a team built on defense, surrounded by a defensive coach, and the defense is not doing it. And it's not even because Marshawn Lattimore missed this game. Uh, you know, I watched this man. I, look, Lattimore would have helped. It's one of the, he's one of the best corners in the game. Having Lattimore there would have made a huge difference. But even if Lattimore was on the field, I can't say with absolute certainty – that the Saints are going to win this game because they're missing tackles. Their D-line is enforcing consistent pressure. Now, I said they weren't stepping up and they had back-to-back -back sacks, and that was a good silencer, especially for me, and I would take it. I love to kind of eat my words in that regard. But other than that, where did you watch the defense today and, and were you encouraged? You watched last week, Geno Smith looked like Patrick Mahomes. This is not great. And now next week, you're going up against a mobile quarterback. They struggle usually against mobile quarterbacks. I don't know, man. I, I don't want to sound negative all the way because the division's terrible. And I think it's going to stay that way. I don't think the Buccaneers are going to magically find something that works for them and get it going. This is a bad division and it's a winnable division. And it makes everything more frustrating because the Saints are finding ways to lose games. And we're so accustomed for them finding ways to win games because of Sean Payton and what he used to do. And you no longer have that luxury. So that's kind of where I'm at. Let me get to what you guys have to say, and we'll kind of go from there. As always, I see, you know, appreciate you guys dropping in comments. And if you guys are watching through Twitter and you want to drop in comments, just come to the YouTube live stream link that I tweeted a couple minutes ago, and you go from there. So without further ado, let's kind of get into it. Hayden says, I'm sorry. Yes, this team is only one game back in division, but this is a poorly coached team in another game where even without our main guys, I feel like Sean Payton finds a way to win this game. He does. And I said it on the walk back from the Dome. I was like, acceptance is really hard, right? Because it's one thing to tell ourselves, like, they could turn the corner, they could turn the corner. And, and look, they can turn this corner. But accepting that they no longer are going to win these games that they should win because the guy who would get you there is no longer there is tough. But the sooner you do that, the easier it is to kind of move forward because Sean Payton's not walking through this door. A quarterback that's going to figure everything out is not walking through this door at the moment. You're not healthy. Michael Thomas, Chris Olave. Chris Olave should walk through that door any moment. I would imagine he'll play Thursday night. But he's, you know, Michael Thomas is banged up. Jarvis Landry's banged up. Marshawn Lattimore's banged up. Peyton Turner's a bust at this point. And I don't think that's an overreaction. I think that's a fair reaction at this point. So I, I think that acceptance is hard in the sense that this is not a good football team right now. And I don't know if they will be a good football team at any point this year. Alex says, unfathomable that they went completely away from Taysom in the second half. Yeah, people in the stadium were getting hot about that. And I saw people on Twitter were getting hot about that. And it didn't matter if you were in the Dome, out of the Dome, doesn't matter where the hell you're watching this game from. They decided 
because Cincinnati loaded the box that they said we're not going to just go all Taysom all night long. And I, I thought that was a mistake. And I know that Taysom wasn't getting those yardages that you expect, let's say, the last week of Seattle. But Seattle was the 29th-ranked run defense. You expected to have a big game on the ground against Seattle. You got to wear down Cincy a little bit. And Taysom gives you a unique play. Now, I thought Mark Ingram looked pretty good today. Alvin is really hitting his stride. He's starting to turn into what we know he can be. And that's a great sign. But, man, so conservative. It was generic runs up the middle. Just generic. So, that was really frustrating. And you saw late in the game, they had the two-minute drill, chance to win it. No offensive weapons. Dink and dunk. And you really can't do that the whole way. So, again, frustrating. Steven says, my man, at least we have, have each other. Yeah, look, that's that's what's kind of what everyone's got to do at this point because this is a bad Saints team. And, look, there's time. There's time in this season. But time is so short. And if they don't, if, you know, if they don't bounce back Thursday night, When's it going to happen? When, when is it going to happen? So I don't know. Garrett asks, what's next? People need to get fired. There's no improvement. I'm actually – you guys might be, like, kind of surprised because I'm someone who's usually, like, this is who has a fault, and this person's got to be better, and that person's got to be better. And I, I'll always kind of be that type of dude. But I, I don't like midseason firings because I think it does nothing but fire you up for one game, and then it really does nothing after. Uh, Carolina fired Matt Rule. Do I expect that to spark anything for them? No. So at the end of the season, if this Saints team continues, I think there should be coaching changes because I don't think that Dennis Allen and this whole coaching staff should have a a long leash because you hired them because you told us continuity was key and you told us that you would kind of build off what you had last year, but you haven't done any of that. And I'm not even saying DA's at fault today because – the coaches can't tackle the players who are making the Saints defense uh, defensive guys miss. The coaches aren't shanking punts. The coaches aren't the one injured right now at wide receiver. But at the end of the day, someone is responsible for all this. And I didn't walk away from today being like, man, D.A., what the fuck was that? I, I was more pissed off with Pete Carmichael than I was D.A. But I, I said this before, and I'm not going to change my stance. If the Saints continue down this road and they finish the season 6-11, and 11, that's cause for firing. because. You probably didn't think it. I didn't think it. They should not be a team that bad. But they're two games under 500, And shit comes at you fast in the NFL. And everything changes. So I don't want to go all doomsday yet, but it's hard not to, man. Pete's refusal to use play action passing allowed this game to be closer than it should have. I don't remember if you guys saw. Early in the game, Rashid Shahid kind of gets open on Eli Apple, which is not a surprise because it's Eli Apple. But... Where was that, man? No deep shots late in the game and in the second half at all, even past the first quarter. Like, everything that worked, and you ran the football so well, you could have built off that. And the Saints decided not to. They decided to just run the football. And I don't want to complain all the way because the offense is – they found their identity. They are a ground-and-pound football team. And I think that's a good thing. Like, that will carry over to the next couple of weeks. You could run the football on the, on the Cardinals. You could run the football on the Raiders. You can run it on the Ravens. I don't know – if you can just be that conservative, though, sometimes you got to risk it, and, and they just didn't do that. Steven says, I don't know why our secondary can't tackle. Neither do I, man. I, I don't know anymore. I, I, I really give up with this defense. Tony says, Davenport, just another guy. Davenport actually did a good job of, like, you know, you take on the two, def- uh, the two offensive linemen, you let someone else kind of get the glory. That happened at some points. But Davenport's built like a defensive tackle playing defensive end. And I know the Saints' M.O. is they love their defensive linemen to be built like NBA centers and power forwards. But it's nice to have a speed rusher once in a while and mix it up. Look at some of the best pass rushers in the game, right? T.J. Watt's really fast. Miles Garrett's really fast. Nick Bosa's really fast. Micah Parsons a freak of nature. The Saints don't really have a great speed rusher. Their speed guy is Carl Granderson. That's not ideal. Joseph says, can we get complimentary fucking football, please? First few weeks, our D was great. Oh, was shit. Now the last two weeks have been the other way around. Yeah, and, and I think that's kind of like a indictment of this year's team. It's there's no consistency. You know, if this offense was playing the way this, you know, playing now, the way they did in week two and week three, this team has a different record. But they decided to take those weeks off and now they're getting it going. And the defense has decided to really show its age and show no consistency, no pass rush at a consistent rate. That alarms me, man. I I have I have legit concerns about this Saints team. 
Tony says that Debo either having a bad year or just not as special as he was hyped to be this summer. So we talked about on the pregame show, uh, John and I, he's still he's still not 100%. And I don't want to say that's cause for everything because everyone's hurt. But he never really got to 100%. And now he's dealing with a knee injury and he was already dealing with an ankle injury. And I thought he actually had some really good moments today. If you take away that huge Jamar Chase game-breaking touchdown, and don't get me wrong, it's hard to say take that away because that, that's a big defining moment of the game. But if you take that out of the equation, I thought Adebo was really good today. And I hope that he could build off that because he struggled against Minnesota and he struggled against Seattle. And I think this was a good game for him. But, you know, I, I don't know if that's even going to fix everything for this team right now. Alex says, what's up with Tyron? He's been awful, especially with missed tackles. I got no answer, man. I got no answer. And I know you guys are getting kind of frustrated with this whole Tyron Matthew thing. And I I said it, and I know he's injured right now, so it's kind of weird to even like be like, oh, they should have done this because Marcus Williams is hurt. But I hate that the Saints historically like to get off of their young safeties and bring in an old player. Get rid of uh, Malcolm Jenkins. In comes Jairus Bird. Get rid of Von Bell. In comes Malcolm Jenkins. Now, I actually think Malcolm Jenkins did a fine job, so that one was kind of, I would say, a wash. Get rid of Marcus Williams, and in comes Tyron Matthew and Marcus May, and neither one of them is as good as Marcus Williams today. Now, I know Marcus Williams is hurt, but if you looked at what Marcus was doing with the Baltimore Ravens before the wrist injury, he was balling out. And you're seeing a lot of changes defensively. Your defense doesn't just carry over year to year because you were good last season. You, your rent is due every single week in the NFL, and this defense isn't the same right now. It's not. So that that is a huge part of it. Margaret asks, what happened to special teams and defense? Two phases of the game that matter so much. And on a day where Will Lutz was four for four on field goals and he looked great in warm-ups, he was booting them from six, uh, 60, feet, uh, 60 yards, excuse me. Blake Gillikin whiffed punts. That is what we're going to remember. And they forced a, a fumble on special teams. They didn't miss a field goal. There were moments like, man, the special teams are doing a thing and it's the offense was doing its thing, so you're winning two phases. But the defense struggled mightily. And when you need a special team to step up, it didn't happen. And I, I will say this. I'm one of those people who likes to crack the Blake Gillikin jokes, like Gillikin or Blake Gillikin for MVP. Because it's all joking, good fun, man. Because if you can't have a, a smile and a laugh during the football season, it is tough to get through. It is so tough to get through. But it's tough to kind of see that right now with Blake Gillikin. He's not been the same, and, and that's kind of unfortunate. DA told us he wasn't up to the task when he talked about we can win games 9-6. to six. Yeah, look, that was never going to be realistic or sustainable. And I think at this point, DA's got to realize, man, we got to turn around or I'm screwed. And I think that's the NFL for you. And DA's not a first-year head coach. He has been a coach before in the past. And we were told that he learned from his mistakes. I don't, again, disclaimer, I do not think DA is the reason they lost today. But someone's got to get blamed if this continues, right? Because, like we said last year, last year's roster was not that good. They won nine games. This year's roster's got two wins, and next week is week seven. How crazy is that? The NFL season flies, man. Stalling in the red zone killed them. If they convert one of the four field goals into touchdowns, the game flips at the end. Run game had it going, but couldn't capitalize. Plus, the defense had a bad time today. Yeah, I think the defense a whole bad time today. I think that's going to continue. I think this defense is in real trouble. I, I don't think this defense is going to magically turn back the clock. The, the run game, like you said, worked great. But we talked about this throughout today, and we'll continue to talk about it for the rest of this live stream at this point. This, this run game, you cannot just continue to settle for field goals. I love points, man. And three points is better than no points. But you know what's better than three points? Seven points. And the Saints were not doing that. So it showed. It absolutely showed. And at this point, I think that we are getting to crunch time for the Saints. It is back against the wall, as people like to say, nut up or shut up. It is a thing for them. And if they don't figure it on Thursday, we're going to have a fun chat. And by fun chat, I mean not fun chat. And uh, and look, by the way, I, I, I see you guys are talking about Tyron Matthew. It brings me no joy that Tyron Matthew is not making a big impact for the Saints. Because the idea of him coming back to Louisiana and putting on that black and gold means more than other free agency signings, right? It is not you're signing in the norm, but man, here we are. Here we are at a point where he is just not making a huge difference for them. So, uh, yeah, man, 
it really is it's frustrating. Darius, you talk about the punt and what it doesn't matter. I don't disagree. It's more of the principle. Uh, and, and I don't want to argue over the principle because, like you mentioned, 60-yard touchdown happened and a loss is a loss. But so odd, right? Like, th- that's the moment where you shank it. Really tough. If Taysom runs a third and three at the end of the game on the outside, we win. It, it, is, it is debatable. I'll say this, Dylan. I'm glad you brought that up. The drive they had before they gave it back to Cincinnati and then Cincinnati went on the score. Generic run up the middle. Generic run up the middle. You go to pass it. And if Andy Dalton doesn't get hit, they get the first down short. But that was the most basic, what are the most vanilla play calls we have, and let's call it an ass most. And to your point, Taysom can play wide receiver or tight end. Uh, and they're not using him in that regard. A little odd to me. So I know that people bring up the team have only one big run, and you were right about that, Tony, but – they should have had more opportunities to get Taysom Hill going, and they didn't do that. And that was really frustrating for me. So I, I don't know where they go from here. So I'm going to start pulling up comments from here on out, and, and I'll see you guys have to say you guys really flooded the chat, and I love that. So I'll try to get everyone. If I do miss you, I do apologize, but there's a lot to get to here, so I will try to get to everyone. Demario uh, being the shining line on defense. Demario's that dude. I actually thought Pete Werner had a bad game today, his first of the year. And I think he'll shake back. I'm not worried about that. He was in the right place. He was just making the wrong plays. So I think he'll bounce back. To your point, though, Dylan, I do think that DeMario had a really good game uh, with the two sacks, with him just really causing a lot of havoc. So I was very pleased with that. And I think that DeMario will continue to hopefully, to your point, be that shining light. And, and there is a light at the end of the tunnel. It is him. And having that leader, you do need that leader to get you through tough times. But I don't know, man. It is tough. They made Burrow look like Lamar. I can't imagine how they'll make Kyler look on Thursday. This has been the angriest I've been in a while. I was pretty frustrated today, too. I actually don't get frustrated over Saints losses anymore. They're kind of just whatever. Like, I get upset about it because, you know, you don't want to talk about a losing team. There's nothing I hate more. I hate tanking, and I hate watching teams lose, and they both go hand in hand. And you can't even do tanking right now because you don't have your first-round pick. The Eagles are enjoying your first-round pick, which sucks. Um, as for the whole Burrow look like Lamar, if you say they made Burrow look like Lamar and you can't imagine how they make Kyler look on Thursday, what if I told you on November 7th they're playing Lamar? So if Burrow look like Lamar, Lamar might look like Prime Vic. That That is a concern. So let's see. Jets are better than the Saints. Carl, I, I know, man. And I live I live in New York. So I got to deal with that shit. The Jets have been good this year. A lot of their fans coming out of their woodwork after you know not being a fan for about a while. Uh, and it's tough, but that's a part of the fandom, right? You take the good with the bad. This year's bad for us. And maybe the Saints turn it around in a shitty division. I don't know if it will happen. I can't guarantee anything at this point because they have to prove to us they can do it. But, yeah, man, New York teams are better than the Saints right now. And that is that is really, really frustrating. Really frustrating. Next up, Cody's coaching the show. They have uh, no hold on this locker room. The energy that we've been so accustomed to from this team I completely has completely gone on both sides. It has. The energy is not there right now. Uh, there are a couple players in the energy. Ingram, uh, Demar Davis, Cam Jordan, Kamara, Taysom Hill. But I look around and it's a very the 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 sideline. It, it's kind of a reflection of the coach. And you can say whatever you want about Sean Payton, right? A little arrogant, a little bit of a know-it-all that rubbed off on the team in a good way. And Da is very reserved. You're seeing it on the sideline, and I kind of hate it, but I also know that that's kind of a reflection of what it is. So, Steven says, I know it's, it's not time to be this negative, but I wonder what the Eagles want for a first round pick back. More hypothetical than anything. Yeah, you know what the Eagles want? The Eagles would want probably their next picks for the next two, three years. Like, that right now is going to be the top seven pick. I'm sick to my stomach thinking about it, but that is the truth of the matter. And yeah, man. It is really, 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 really frustrating. Dylan says he's also having his homecoming against us too. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what shape he's in. Football shape's a little bit different than being in shape, and I'm, I'm interested to me. But I know it sounds crazy to your point, Dylan. You're not wrong for bringing that up. You, you are right. It is funny how Hopkins is coming back for suspension on Thursday night against the Saints. But nothing is working for the Saints. That I, I'm not even worried about, like, oh, DeAndre Hopkins coming back. It's like, okay, cool. Whoop-de-fucking-do at this point. Like, Another 
hurdle that the Saints team is going to have to manage. Uh, nothing really working right now. Offense came out in the second half and did nothing. See, I actually think, Matthew, the offense moved the ball really well in the second half. Really well. But let me pull up the box score here. And that'd be tough here. I got some crappy wholesale service right now. But look, look at what's going on. Field goal, field goal in the second half. If one of those is the touchdown, we change our entire perception of what that second half was. They're moving the ball. But what you guys were saying before, you're moving the ball, but you're not getting seven out of it. And that is that is really, really frustrating. Michael Anthony. Oh, Michael Anthony. I'm reading Garrett Anthony's comment. I just makes it. Michael Thomas should be a trade consideration. Who wants him right now? He He's injury prone, and they moved his contract with guarantees that I, I don't see it. But I will say this about Michael Thomas. And you guys know that I am, as the people on Twitter say, Michael, uh, Michael Thomas Stan. The days of relying on Michael Thomas are over because you don't know if he's going to be healthy. And that sucks because he was playing great football before he got hurt again. But he did not play last year, most, most of 2020, and he's missed more as many games as he's played this year. And at some point, the numbers and the data kind of shows you who you are at some point. And I think the world of Michael Thomas, when he's healthy, I think that his injuries have kind of cost him a shot to be a first battle famer. But you are what you are at this point. And, and I can't sit here and lie to you guys and expect him to come back and everything's great, uh, groovy and, and fine because he might get hurt again. And that's football and it sucks. And that's why you should get your money when you did. And I'm glad he did because now you're seeing the injury side of it. I legit forgot Peyton Turner was even a player until you mentioned him just now. Yeah, Peyton Turner, I'll just say it, man. I, I, I'm watching Cesar Ruiz getting better. I was before he got hurt today. I saw Adam Troutman getting better. Peyton Turner is so bad that you can't even see him make progress because he's not on the field. And that really sucks. And I guess that was Sean Payton's parting gift to us, Peyton Turner getting drafted. But that that was that was really tough to, to see every week he's inactive. I know he's probably hurt, but let's not forget he was a healthy inactive at one point this year, too. The Saints said they'd rather see uh, Tano play than see uh, Peyton Turner. I almost forgot his name. And that's sad, right? I'm, I'm going to forget his name at this point because he's not on the field at all. <laughs> that, that's just sad. Matthew says, if this, if this season continues to go south, what players do you trade to get better? Look, I think it's like – it's kind of twofold, right? They're not going to trade anyone this year because the division's so bad. Saints are one game out of first place in division, and the Saints stink right now. So they're not going to do that, and I don't think they should. But I think that after this year – if it continues to go this way, the Saints should sit down and have a legit conversation about who are we as a team in the sense that what are we, which guys are we keeping? Which veterans are we moving and kind of giving to a team that, you know what, you're going to be in a better situation in the meantime and we're going to get picks out of because they need picks. That's the conversation we're going to have if the Saints continue down this path because – they're, they're a bad football team right now, and they're getting older, and they're showing their age a little bit more and more, and that, that's a good question. I, I don't think they're going to trade anyone right now, but in the offseason, maybe you have conversations about how much longer can you keep a DeMario or a Cam Jordan or a Michael Thomas, and you you got to have those talks. you got to have those talks, but not yet. Joseph says, I'm a typical in, – in typical Saints fashion, T. Higgins magically heals, and D. Hop's first game back is most likely without Lattimore. I don't know what to say to that. That is that is typical Saints fashion, right? That That is the Saints history. And I promise you that it will only continue because that, that is just how it goes. That's just how it goes. I think the funniest part about today actually was Saints lose a game they should win. Everyone's coming out of the dome, and it just pours on everyone. And it just really hit that cliche, when it rains, it pours phrase, and kind of just put it right there and, and really put it into perspective. Debo is starting to show his training camp may have been just an overreaction. DA continues to never adjust anything, and this defense can't tackle what's shit. Also, Roby is awful. I'll say to that last point, because I think Debo is going to get better as the season goes on. I really do feel that way. The, the Bradley Roby thing, CD Deuce gets traded, and the whole point was Bradley Roby was going to take over and do his thing. I don't know where it's happening, because it's not happening during the games. So that, that was pretty frustrating. Ross, Ross Palmer asks, worst thing about all this, what's the path forward after this year with no first-round pick? We could be in purgatory for a minute. See, at least I know good lingo, so I know by a minute you mean it's more than a minute, but 
they're going to be in purgatory for a while if they can't figure this shit out. And I think the worst part about it, to your point, if they had a first-round pick, we can sit here and be like, all right, this season's tough, but they could get a Bryce Young or a Hendon Hooker or a C.J. Stroud. And you can't do any of that right now. I mean, you don't have a first-round pick. And the fact that the first-round pick is to a team that's 5-0, and could be 6-0 and after tonight, that's frustrating, man. If I sat here, I could do about a 50-minute rant by – on how I'm so pissed about them not having the first-round pick. But I'm going to wait because football is so weird that if the Saints win this crappy division with like a freaking 9-8, and 8-9 record, that all of a sudden you're like, okay, like that pick's not the worst thing in the world anymore. Now, I don't think that's going to happen. This team has showed nothing to say they could win the division, but that that's just the reality of things. They got to keep winning. That's why I don't want to talk about just, you know, any tanking or losing because to your point, Ross, they got – no first round pick. BG says terrible coaching. No type of uh, no type of nothing has been showed by DA. Got that right. I, I, look, this is a very vanilla coaching staff, and I don't mean it in like you know, it, it's just it's just plain. I don't mean to be disrespectful. This is a really vanilla coaching staff, and I'm not saying I need my coaching staff to be all hyped up and fancy and flashy because Bill Belichick is such a boring dude, and that guy all he knows how to do is win football games, but. This is a very, very conservative coaching staff that got their coaching jobs and kept their jobs because they wanted to be safe. And you know what you're seeing? A very safe product. And they're going to safely slide into two and four uh, with the way they played. Matthew says, it's like watching the same movie over and over again. You have a chance to run the clock and ice the game instead of putting it on our struggling D. Yeah, look, that, that that's the thing about complimenting football, right? Who do you want to blame? Offense for not closing it out. Defense for not doing their job. That's where complimentary football comes into perspective, to your point. When the defense is having an off day, offense has to make it happen. And they did for the most part, except when it mattered most. And when the defense is doing their thing, you want them to make it happen when it matters most. And that doesn't happen. And the best type of football teams play conser- uh, conservative. Saints play conservative. They play complimentary football. The Saints don't do that at all. Don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but low-key, we need to kiss the season goodbye. Look, it's not, it's not being – the problem is, like, if you say the season's over or you say the season's not looking great, people are like, oh, Debbie Downer, hot takes, whatever. It's called being a realist. Now, being a, being a realist means you got to see the whole picture and say, I can't say the season's over because the NFC South is trash. But being a realist in the same breath is saying this team does not look good enough to be a contender right now. And that that is frustrating. That's concerning. But – yeah, that, that's kind of where I'm at with this whole situation. Lewis says, play calling, or maybe Luis, maybe. If, tell me if I got it right or wrong. Uh, play calling was horrible in the second half, and does Tyron remember how to play football? Yeah, man. I I, had a, I don't know what to say about the Tyron thing anymore. It's really frustrating. That, that is a, That's a contract. I'll use the name. He This is Jairus Bird 2.0 right now. You guys want to say no? That's fine. Jairus Bird's first game as a Saint, forced a fumble against the Falcons, didn't really see anything from him. Tyron Matthews' first game with the Saints, forced a fumble against the Falcons with Marcus May. Haven't seen shit since. So that's that's the reality situation, guys. That's the reality. Matthew says play calling was great early till it wasn't at the end. That was right. And as you guys talk about the injuries, yeah, look, injuries, they're bad. And, and I hate that this is a situation where the Saints have no receivers right now after we've talked about the receivers all offseason. But – they didn't lose this game because of health. And that is the really frustrating thing. To your point, man, it always comes down to coaching. Coaching matters in the NFL. And I see a team like the Giants that I don't think – they don't have a great roster in my opinion. They're winning games. Why are they winning games? Coaching. Why are the Saints losing games? Probably coaching. Not even probably. They're losing games because of coaching. And mistakes. Like, the players got to execute, but the coaches have to be better. And in a game where the Saints didn't fumble or have a pick, you lose that one. You dominated time of possession. You were leading the entire game. Falls on somebody. It falls on coaching, man. It falls on coaching. Lob City says Shahid looked amazing and they stopped using him. Shahid's end around was electric. So electric that he was running, I think, 19.4 miles per hour is like his top speed. And the fact that he ran that fast when he's like zigzagging through the defense, incredible. Really bright future for this kid. So, I was happy about that. But to your point, man, why does he dominate early and then we don't see him late in the games? That is 
that is so upsetting. So upsetting. And I know you guys are, you know, talking about Pete and what's going on in the red zone. Red zone play calling was terrible. The only good thing about the red zone was that Andy Dalton didn't have any mistakes in the red zone, which is good, right? Because you still walk away with points. But, I mean, they're running wildcat. They're running direct snaps. They're, I don't know. Why would you get cute in the red zone when that's money time? That is money time. Your best plays, your best playmakers, that's when they should be getting the ball in the red zone. The Saints said, nah, we're good. We're going to go conservative, and then we're going to get a little too cute. See more of you guys talking about Shahid and the way he was really looking great. It's weird, guys. I agree. I don't understand how you can do that, how you can have a great play with Shahid. Bengals had no answer on that play, and then we didn't see him the rest of the game. It was almost like he got put in the doghouse for being too good. Never seen it before. Ross says, if a healthy Winston gets a run, uh, gets a run game we got today, he can X on some play action deep shots. Maybe, maybe possible. But the thing about Winston, if he comes back to be the starter, and this is just how I feel about this right now, Winston's got to make sure he does not turn over the football. And, and I'm not trying to play the cliche thing because I'm not one of those, oh, turnover 30-30 people. I, I can't stand when people talk about that with Jameis. But the one thing Andy Dalton's doing right now is not turning it over. And the one thing the Saints want to continue doing is – Ball control. So I agree. In theory, Saints running the football well and having play action deep shots with Jameis Winston, that should be excellent. Like that can be a really good offense. But is that going to be the case? We have to see. Uh, I don't think Jameis is going to start on Thursday. Like it's a four day turnaround. If he's not healthy today, four days from now, is he going to be ready to go? I don't think so. But I don't know. I, I just want the Saints to do what's best for them to win games. And I don't know what that formula is right now because they're not doing it. And I know you guys are talking about Pete being outdated and, and us kind of laughing about play calls. I don't know what the easy fix is. And I, I wish I could tell you what the easy fix is because the minute this offense gets going, the defense is flat. And the minute this defense probably gets it going, let's say Thursday night, the offense will probably be flat. And at some point, we just got to be like, this team ain't in. And I, I fear that that's kind of the, the, the case. Lob City says, DA lost the fan base in the locker room. This team does not fear him. Mike Thomas needs to be traded slash cut, making 100 mil to sit at home and tweet. Look, I, that's a, for me, that's like a little too harsh for my liking because I don't think that's going to be the case. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't agree with the, the fan base. I think the fan base is losing its patience with DA. Locker room, I don't think he's lost the locker room yet because there's still I, – I know the Saints can play better. They're just not doing it. I, I think the Saints are about another loss or two away from, like, that's it, locker room's out on DA. As for the Mike Thomas thing, if you can trade him in the offseason, you, you got to do what's right for the team, if it's right for the cap and it's right for picks. Because I think the, the, the time of Michael Thomas being who we remember him to be is over. I think he could still he still is that player when he's healthy, but he's never healthy. And, and that's really that's really unfortunate. Kendall says, I still don't like Carmichael's play calling in key moments, especially in the red zone this week. Neither does anyone else, man. You, th th this is like a typical situation where everything was working. And then the Saints come out and they say, how vanilla and conservative can we get in this second half? And that's pretty much what you got. And you got a loss because of it. This team will be bad for the next couple of years. The, the, the play is bad on all three face, uh, facets of the game. Loomis gave away your what will be a top eight pick, and there's no plan. Total reset starts with DA. Yeah, here's the thing, Brian, to your point. If this trend continues, I don't think DA should be the guy to like sit around and be part of this rebuild. You probably want a young coach, a newer coach, innovative uh, ideas. I don't think DA is going to be the guy to do it. So we'll kind of see what goes from here. And I, I think that at this point, at some point, we, we got to say, what, what is the plan for this team? Because you they came into this year thinking they can kind of weak NFC, which they were right. The NFC is for the taking. But they're not going to be the ones that are going to take it because none of the offensive playmakers who were supposed to be great this year have really been able to outside of Olave. Defensively, you were supposed to be a dominant defense. You are anything but that. You're actually getting dominated now the last two weeks. I don't know what the plan is. To your point, Brian, I wish I could say, man, I know what the plan is. I do not. My guy DJ says, if you play and coach not to lose, then guess what? You're going to fucking lose. Yeah, look, it's the oldest thing in the book. And and we say that because it happens to everyone, right? 
if we watch tonight and it's Cowboys-Eagles and the Cowboys have a lead and they get conservative late in the game and the Eagles come back and win it, we're going to say the same shit, right? We're going to say the same shit because it's just football at the end of the day. It's football. And, yeah, sure, the coaches have knows more than us. The players know more than us. But we're not fucking stupid. And when you watch enough football, you know that that is the name of the game in terms of if you get conservative, you're going to lose. Roby is so damn terrible. Every week he's laying on the floor and his man is 10 yards down the field. Can I, can I just say something about the Roby situation? I, I don't care anymore about them trading CD. If they weren't going to trade him, fine. You traded CD Deuce. But don't lie to us and say that the guy to replace him was going to be fine because how many times the Saints get beat, beat over the middle of the field? Who's in charge over the middle of the field a lot of times? This is the, the nickel corner. So I can't wait for Alante Taylor to come back. I think he's going to get big minutes when he gets back on that field. And at that point, when he's out there, I don't know if I want to see Roby anymore. Uh, and to Jeremy's point, this is an old team right now. And you're seeing it. There's age in the secondary outside of really Lattimore and Debo. And hopefully when Alante comes back. And they can use that Alante uh, emergence, that injection of youth, because how are you supposed to play in a fast NFL with a slow secondary and an old secondary? That makes no sense to me. They need to get AK in the end zone. Oh, do they ever? They need to get anyone in the end zone at this point. I, I don't understand this idea that they can just get to the red zone now consistently over the last couple of weeks. And especially this week, field goals. Four field goals for Will Lutz. I was having a conversation with Justin from Boot Crew, and we were like, who's the player of the game if they win? There's Will Lutz for being 4-4-4. Four, 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 and it doesn't matter that at this point they lost. But, yeah, man. And I, I, I'm just pulling up some of these comments. I'll probably go through a couple of them pretty quick because there's a lot of them in here, and I appreciate you guys as always sending them in. This is this is a really tough situation. Like I'm reading what you guys are, are sending right now, and for those who listened earlier this week on the preview, not this Monday, uh, maybe this Monday, but not confirmed because I actually have a flight back to New York. If if we continue with the way the season's going, I'll probably add another live stream into the mix where you guys are controlling it. So, like, you guys are going to dictate the topics, and we are going to discuss these topics in depth. I'm not going to, you know, you know, give you – I'll give you my opinion on said topic, but you guys are going to dictate it. So, I'll try to get through all the comments here, but I can't guarantee the rest of it. But when I add these other live streams, we are going to sit here and get through every fucking comment. I promise you, because I, I love that you guys are sending it in. We vent together. That's the whole point of this live stream. We're just venting, kind of getting it out there. Uh, and I see, man – it. You guys talk about the red zone. You guys talk about the conservative play calling. You guys are talking about DA's culture not working. And all of those points that you guys are bringing up are right. I, and I don't, I don't know the answer. I thought I did a couple weeks ago. I thought game managing style, play complimentary football. But they can't do that right now because now the defense stinks. And the defense is now going to go up against a Kyler Murray-led Cardinals team, a, a Raiders team that – not playing well, but they got a really good offense with Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro. Lamar Jackson is, is damn elusive. Don't know how you stop him there. I don't know, man. I really do not know. So we'll, we'll see what happens. And to your point with the no vocal leader, I don't know. I think, I think the locker room thing is a little overstated. I see DeMario. I see Cam. I see Kamara. I see Taysom. I see Dalton. I see Eric McCoy working out there. I think some people who are supposed to be leaders not holding up their end of the bargain, but I still think there's leaders in this locker room. I just think this is not a good football team. And I think it's okay sometimes to chalk it up to that. And it hurts to say, because I, I had decent expectations. I thought the Saints were going to be 10 and 7 this year. In order to do that, they got to finish 8 and 3. That's not happening. So it is tough, but that goes back to the acceptance thing that I was saying earlier in the podcast to just understand that. The Saints team is not good. They're just not a good team right now. And right now, you don't have your quarterback in the future. Your defense is getting older. I don't think you have the right head coach. Don't want to be a doomsday guy. I just don't think that. And at this point, I don't know what they do other than hope the defense gets back to normal. Because I think if the defense can play last year's style football, which I don't think they can, but let's say they did, I think that is enough with this conservative, vanilla, run the football, control the clock offense – because the Saints really, offensive line-wise, have found their rhythm. That is the one position unit right now that I think is exceeding expectations. And when Trevor Penning comes back, that is going to be scary to think about what that unit can do. But other than that, I don't, I don't really love much about this team. 
Why isn't Tyron playing close to the line of scrimmage? Keep letting him be single high. Y'all need to keep that same energy y'all had for Marcus Williams whiffing. Here's the thing about Marcus Williams whiffing. Marcus Williams did whiff on tackles, and you are absolutely right, right about that. But Marcus Williams, because he was such a good single high safety in terms of the range-wise, you weren't getting beat over the top. Saints now, this week they didn't get beat over the top. It was a lot of dink and dunk and missed tackles. So I agree on that part with, with what you're saying there. But look at the last week with, with Seattle. How many big plays over the top to Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf? Those plays don't happen with Marcus Williams. Now, do the whiffs happen in tackling? I do agree. You're not wrong about that. But I think that, look, if they could have it back and have a do-over, I think I'd rather have Marcus Williams than have Tyron Matthew. This isn't the old Tyron Matthew. You give me prime Tyron Matthew, no question about it. I'll take him over Marcus Williams. But he's not. He's getting older. Carrot says talking about frustrations is just making it more frustrating. Yeah, it is, man. It is. I, but you know what? I'm going to go, you know, after this, I'll relax a little bit, go get dinner. You guys should be doing the same after we're done with this. And the good thing about a Thursday night game is if you win, you forget about this, this Sunday quickly. If you lose, we got 10 days to talk about it. So I guess that's the problem. But at least they'll play soon enough that this frustration that's boiling, it could get worse, but it could get better. And if it does get better, it, get be- it, it will get better faster than normal. But I guess we'll see. One thing a lot of people have, been, uh, have not been talking about is that opposing teams are getting seven yards to carry against us. It's ridiculous. That's kind of what I wanted to say with the whole, this defense is not the same anymore. This defense, they used to, back then, stifle the run, make you one-dimensional, because they made you one-dimensional, made it easier for the pass rush. They don't do that anymore. So they don't stuff the run, and they're not hitting home on the pass rush, and the secondary is banged up and old. That, that's a bad formula. Outside of linebacker play, what part of the Saints do you consistently love? defensively i don't know man i don't know down three starting wide receivers led to a bad red zone play uh yeah it's part of it i don't i don't don't disagree like the health part matters in terms of personnel what your personnel dictates a lot of the plays that you call but did you really watch did you guys watch the saints game and feel like they lost because of personnel i feel like they lost because they just were playing conservative and their coaching wasn't great at the end the Bengals are not a good team. People could, you know, give me these rah-rah speeches about Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase coming home and LSU and all that. And and cool, like, that's fine. I personally don't care about that. But the Bengals aren't a great team. The Bengals came in with the same record as the Saints. And they should have left with the worse record than the Saints. But coaching late in games for the Saints didn't matter. Wasn't great. And we saw. So, yeah, personnel, bad red zone plays. It's easier to call red zone plays with Olave and Michael Thomas. But... They, they got too cute. They got too cute. Hurts that we lost to Eli Apter after, after all that uh, she said about Nola. I'm disgusted. Need seven, not three. Yeah, man, but fuck Eli Apple. I know I'm supposed to be politically correct. I can't give two shits about Eli Apple. Eli Apple's trash. I, if the Saints had their wide receivers out there that we expected, we probably would see him get bullied a little bit more often. I, I, I don't really care. Eli Apple's a straight sucker for everything he said. And at this point, what does it matter? The Bengals are kind of in a weird boat anyway. Um, so, yeah, screw them. 20, uh, 2017 showed and proved going young at positions of need does wonder for your football team, and they just completely went away from it. Yeah, look, so the 2017 thing, to your point, you get all these young guys in, and, man, that was such a fun season. I actually can argue the 2017 season was the most fun we've had in a long time because it was unexpected. There's nothing more fun outside of winning a Super Bowl than an unexpectedly good season because you go in with no expectations and you start to fall in love with the team all over again, uh, which we all did. We all fell in love with the Saints all over again in 2017. But to that point, because that core was so good, Saints invested in that core, you're kind of committed to that core. They felt like they should ride this win-now thing. And again, I can't make it any more clear. This, the NFC is really, really bad. It is a, it is a bad conference. But I, I look around and I'm like, Someone will take this NFC. Someone will do it. But I don't think it is the Saints. I just don't. Like, unless they magically flip a switch here. But do you think they're going to do it? No. Do I think they're going to do it? No. And to your point, which you guys are talking about, about we suck. And, you know, it's it's just it's just not great, man. Do you think DA should give up the defensive play calling to Richard? I, 
I don't here's the thing about the play call with, with, with defense. They're missing tackles right now. They're they're not stopping the run. I don't know if switching play callers solves that, right? DA's not gonna run on the field and tackle Jamar Chase in the open field. So look, I, I'm as frustrated with this coaching staff as anyone, but at some level it's like the coaches coach and the players play, and the coaches aren't doing great, don't get me wrong, but the players are also not doing a great job either. Pete Carmichael saw Shahid do that and said, was like, yeah, fuck you, sit down. <laughs> oh, that's a great comment. See, this is why I love chatting with you guys. You guys, uh, you guys make this so much easier for me and also make it very enjoyable. Juwan Johnson looked really good, a little bit better than Troutman. Yeah, I thought Juwan had some pretty big catches. I thought Kirkwood had a good catch out of nowhere, which is fucking crazy. Um, but all for not, all for not because this team did not win. John, punting on fourth and four with a two-point lead against a top-five passing offense is the type of conservative loser shit that will never win you games that matter. This is what I'll say about that, John, because you mentioned that. If they were going to be that like that way, why not run it on third down one more time? Either you get the first down or you get a little bit closer, and then you have that decision on fourth and one, right, as to whether or not you want to go forward and whatever. And if you can't get fourth and one with Taysom Hill on a QB power, you don't deserve to win. But we didn't even get to that point. Because the Saints said, fuck it, we're going to be super conservative. And cool. Take that conservative shit to the bank and it results in an L. I think Ingram played better this week. I'm glad you mentioned that, Alex. I've been very harsh on Ingram. Mark Ingram balled out today. And I think Mark Ingram's performance solidifies what we know about this Saints team. Run the rock. Rest of the season, this is a running team. But just because you're running the rock doesn't mean you get super conservative and super vanilla. You can run the football while being creative. You just got to do it the right way. I honestly don't want Pete to retain his job. Don't worry, Kendall. I don't think he wants to retain it either. I really don't. I think the minute Sean Payton's back, I think that either Pete's going to retire or Pete's going to go go chill with Sean. And Dennis is looking suspect as well. He's been looking suspect from the jump. Honestly, Dennis was looking suspect from the jump the minute they decided that their quarterback was going to be a guy who had 24 civil lawsuits. Now, don't get me wrong. Deshaun Watson is, in terms of skill set, a baller, but... That was his first move. That was kind of a tell sign. One positive is Lutz made all those field goals, but I'd rather get touchdowns. Yeah, look, I said it, and I think you guys said it too. Lutz found his rhythm again in London. I know he missed that field goal, but he found it again. Uh, and I think that will kind of bode well rest of the year. Offseason needs, Josh says. Creative OC, defensive line, safety, QB, linebacker, young running back. <laughs> I can't argue with all those. And a quarterback. Don't forget about that. They need a quarterback of the future. Saints fan says, we run the ball too much. Like, this is a passing league. All the good teams pass more. I don't disagree with that. But the Saints got to play to their strength, and their strength is running the football right now. Now, to your point, it is a passing league. And that's why I don't understand how the Saints went. Passing league, don't get a quarterback of the future. Makes no sense to me. Co-defensive coordinators don't work, period, Carl says. Yeah, neither do co-managers in the office. Co-something really don't work. Saints Talk Live from New York says, by the way, check out his page. He's got some really good content. Says, still optimistic. O-line is improving. Play calling isn't as dry. Third down conversions are significantly better. We need to go after D-line before the trade deadline. Look, if they're in it to win it, I don't disagree about the D-line kind of beef up that unit. I think O-line is really, really hitting their stride. I think you're absolutely right about that. I think the O-line is the strength of this team now. I, I just... When you play the Bengals and you are the better team for 58 minutes and you lose, it's like, how do I see the light at the end of the tunnel? That, that's for me where I get frustrated. I think they're improving. I think you're right about that. But it's tough, man. Connor says, I swear to God, if we run the ball in second and ten, one more goddamn time, I'm going to lose my shit. I already lost my shit, man. I left it in my pants at this point. Like, this is just the second and ten runs. I thought those were a thing of the past, but they came back. And don't get me wrong. I don't want to sound like a little brat because the Saints ran the football so well today, but second and 10 runs are useless. One thing that makes me feel, uh, makes me mad is this course of the uh, QB situation. People need to realize the future QB of the Saints is not on the roster, but people are just pushing agendas for whatever reason. Thank you. Thank you. This has nothing to do. If you're team Dalton or team Jameis, I, I don't even understand at this point. Like you're arguing over mid. No disrespect to Jameis, no disrespect to Dalton. They are decent QBs, but neither quarterback is the guy that's going to save this franchise, be the face of the franchise, figure everything out for them, 
push comes to shove, you need someone to step up, they'll be that guy. They're not those guys. So that's just kind of where I'm at. Um, very frustrating. But I, I, you are right about that. Jordan says the Saints need to get a speed rusher. All these six foot six defensive linemen, I feel like we need more versatility. They do. And in a league that's quick, speed rushers are good. Saints decided they'd rather have forwards play, uh, power forwards play defensive end. Sometimes it works. I think Davenport's a good player. But then you got Peyton Turner, who doesn't even play. Did Pete get injured again? I saw that uh, Pete looked banged up, but he was in the game for the most part. I have to go back and look. I, I, I really have to go back and look here, but I think Andrews Pete still stayed in uh, after that. And Andrews Pete, by the way, when they're pulling him, we could talk about all the uh, Andrews Pete jokes we want. He's a pretty decent player when they do that. I don't know why coaches continue to do run, run, pass in the last minute of a game and expect to win the game. It's a recipe for failure. It is, and the worst part is, like, they know it's coming, right? If you run the ball first down and you run the ball second down, it's a third down and you know you need a first down to keep the clock moving and kind of win this and ice this game. What do you think you're going to do? Run it again? No. You throw it. People know it's coming. Shit results. Matthew says Cardinals look like shit, so maybe there's a chance. Look, there's going to be a chance in every game the Saints play this year because the NFL sucks this year. I'm just going to call it what it is. If you're not a Chiefs or a Bills fan, you're probably like, man, I don't know what the hell we are this year. That That's kind of the truth of the matter. So I don't disagree with you, Matthew. But what are the Saints showing us to say they could win that? That is my question. I don't know if they could do that. Alex says we need pressure up the middle. Quarterbacks are sitting in the pocket so long. Yeah, when they got pressure today, Joe Burrow made some, like, Houdini shit happen, and that that's pretty frustrating. Team get, uh, I'm team get healthy. Yeah, absolutely, right? I'm Forget about team Dalton, team James, whatever. I'm team get these wide receivers back on the field. Team get Lattimore back on the field. Team, if James is healthy, make this decision about what you want to do. Just be healthy, man. Ugh, very frustrating. Very, very frustrating. I know some of you guys are talking about time for a rebuild and get out of these old heads. Let's see how the rest of the season goes. I think after the season's over, let's say they miss the playoffs, which they're on track to do, we are going to have a very, very interesting talk about what's next for this team. It will make for fun off-season content, some depressing off-season content. But that's the truth, guys. I think this is a team that is in kind of a midlife crisis and not the good type of midlife crisis where you have at least something going your way. This is just not This is just not working out, man. Not working out. So I'll pull up what we got, like two more, two more comments, and then uh, I'll probably wrap it up. This is a weird-ass season. Giants and Jets are apparently good. It's crazy. It is a weird year, right? I'm going to pull up the standings right now just to show how weird this year is. You have the NFC West all struggling. You have the Packers losing to both New York teams. You have the Buccaneers at 3-3. Three and three. You have the Ravens at 3-3. Three and three. You have the Steelers, two, uh, I believe, two games under 500. You have the AFC South just being absolute dog shit. You have the Broncos looking terrible. The Raiders 1-4. Bad NFL, man. This is a bad NFL. And – to your point, I love this comment. Whole NFL is having a mid-off, and the Saints are just – they could. this is why it's frustrating. The Saints can win games in today's mid-NFL, but they're saying no thank you. And and this is really, really frustrating. And I, I, I just I, – I don't know the answer. I know you guys are saying health is part of the equation. It is, but it's tough. Yeah, this loss hurts, but, man, look at the NFC South. So many teams in our boat. The Rams suck. I still think it's not too late to figure things out. It, it is not too late to figure things out. The problem is, you and I said this a couple weeks ago, we're banking on the NFC South being bad, right? And the NFC being bad. And they are, right? The NFC is bad right now. But who's to say that the rest of the NFC doesn't figure shit out later on? If they do and the Saints don't, season's over. So they got the Saints got to beat everyone else to the punch of figuring it out first. So I agree with you, man. NFC South for the take. NFC South for taking. NFC is, is weak. But if the Saints don't figure it out, then what's next, you know? You guys talking about Matthew and <laughs> Mama Benson saving them from sinking into the Mississippi. It's tough, man. And I do agree. Look, you could say it could be worse. We could be the Panthers. And I don't disagree that the Panthers are in a tough spot, but the Saints lost to the Panthers. So it is tough, man. But anyway, guys, before I wrap this up, I just want to remind you. So like I said, I'm going to start doing an extra live stream. So it'll be three during the week. What I'm thinking of doing uh, up to you guys, of course, you guys would dictate the topics. So I would need you guys, obviously, as always, to be in the live stream and dictate the topics. We can't do every topic, though. So either I'll have to pick the best ones or we'll do like 
super chats get priority or something like that. Uh, you guys obviously hit me up on Twitter. Just tweet at me. If I follow you, DM me. I'll gladly come, uh, DM you back. If you guys are up for that, where we do another live stream where you guys dictate what we talk about, I would love to do that. It'll be a day after games. This way we have a little bit more and we're not so emotional and, and so amped up and we'll still, we'll still be ready to go. I'll bring the energy, but it's topics that you guys slept on. We're like, man, let's talk about that. I would love to do that. Um, and if there's a lot of comments then we'll probably just have to figure out the best ones to do the topics. But if you guys are into that, please hit me up either through the live stream or hit me up on Twitter via DM or, or tweet at me. And we'll definitely make this a thing happen and we'll make it a set time. This way you guys know, okay, it's Monday. It's this time. This is when we usually do that. And we'll do that. Just like I have my live streams after games, we'll kind of have that set. Uh, but without further ado, guys, that's going to do it for this edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast. Such a tough loss. I'm still not over it. I'm still pretty salty about it. Hopefully dinner will change my mind and hopefully the sake for you guys. So I hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your weekend. And I hope the start to your week is good. And the Saints will be back in action soon. They got a quick turnaround, a Thursday night game against the Cardinals, a chance to maybe get back on track. We'll see what happens then. But thank you guys so much for leaving comments in the live stream. As always, you make my job easier. You guys make me laugh. It's pretty funny. It's a great time. Appreciate you guys as always. So enjoy the rest of your weekend. And we'll be back soon on the Straight Up Saints podcast, the destination for the Houdat Nation.